0: This is the Partnership for the Arts Talk Show, Where We Talk Art. Welcome to Where We Talk Art. This is your host, Victor Gartner. Thank you for joining us. We have a guest who's getting lots of attention for her outdoor murals. And we will begin our conversation after this brief message.
1: This is Partnership for the Arts.
0: Come join us as we explore the world of art.
1: You can find us on our Facebook page at Partnership for the Arts Group Talk Show.
0: Or you can find us on our new website at PFTATalkShow.org.
1: PFTA Talk Show is recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida.
0: We are back, and as I said earlier, our guest artist is a mural painter, a teacher, and an accomplished oil painter. Laura Palmier, welcome to Where We Talk Art.
1: Hi, Victor. Thanks for having me. Uh,
0: it's a pleasure to have you, Laura. Laura, I, I want to actually begin our conversation with a couple of questions so that our listeners kind of get to know you and a little bit of your background, if you don't mind.
1: No, that's, that sounds great.
0: Okay, so where did you grow up?
1: So, um I'm from the Midwest. I started out in Illinois, and then my family moved to Kentucky, and then I ended up in Indiana before all before I came here to Florida.
0: And how many years have you been in Florida?
1: It's been over five years now. Okay, so it's a
0: relatively recent move. Right. so what, what was the uh, the attraction to Florida?
1: already had family here Uh, my parents had lived down here for um, over 20 years and one of my daughters had moved down here and started a family and also I wanted to uh, have my art be more my focus I had been working full-time in more of a commercial art graphic arts and I had at the same time been concentrating on my studio art and even went back to school and I wanted to let art be the focus. So I decided Florida was a good place because I could see all the art centers and, and all the opportunities happening here. Plus you have 12 months a year, nice weather for uh, all kinds of uh, outdoor activities.
0: When you were a commercial artist, was there a lot of pressure to uh, to produce or is there more pressure now as you're doing a commissioned work.
1: Each kind of pressure is a little different. When it's a job, you don't feel that personal responsibility. But at the same time, it can be a little bit more frustrating, where when you're doing it for yourself, it's more fun. And you feel like you're more engaged as an artist. But you, it is a lot more responsibility to, you know, that it's it's on you.
0: It sure is. Well, you're a very busy person with art. I mean, like your your life is full of art, but is there a time of the day when you say, okay, I've had enough art. I need to do this other thing that really helps me to calm down and, and relax.
1: Yes and no. I mean, I feel like so much of my day is not spent doing art. because oh, really? People, well, people don't realize that artists spend a lot of time. It's like having your own business. So you spend a lot of time on the computer you know, you have to keep files of everything. So you spend a lot of time where you're not really making art, you're running the business of being an artist. Mm-hmm. So um,
0: yes.
1: I don't feel like I ever spend enough time just making art.
0: I get it. I, I, I get it. And, and whose art do you admire? And and you feel that you've been influenced by it
1: oh just every everything all the time everywhere <laughs> i i love all kinds of art i've never felt like i was um that that one type of art is better than another type of art some people get you know a little bit dismayed when they see really contemporary art that's like one slash across one cut one other color and i'm like no that's still art you know and then compared to say a renaissance piece of art which is you know super detailed with all kinds of iconography and layered Mm -hmm. and meaning and everything and so it's all art to me it's all good so I take influences from all kinds of artists. I, I I studied art history, so I I really love figurative art is my specialty and what I'm drawn to the most. So anything figurative, whether it's from the old masters up to contemporary artists, I, I like it all.
0: Oh, very good, boy. So that means when you go to a museum, you you're wanting to go through the entire museum as opposed to. Saying, I know. I'm
1: not they going. say that's the wrong thing to do. You should just decide before you go to a huge museum, you know, what you're going to concentrate on, so you can really absorb it. It's really hard. Museum uh, visiting is a challenge these days.
0: What? Why is it challenging?
1: Well, the crowds and the the type of visitors through the day, you know, whatever type of thing is going on at the museum, it can be pretty challenging.
0: Well, especially if they've got a big, big draw because of a special show.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: A traveling show of some sort.
1: It's good to plan your visit and things like Smaller well, museums are fine. Most of the ones here in Florida are doable in one day. You can usually see most of everything. But if you go to Europe and you're in those humongous uh, museums, you, you you just can't see it all at one, in one day.
0: I get so. it. Yes. Yeah. Well, I, I mentioned to the listeners that that you are a teacher, and I have seen you teaching classes at the Northport Art Center. I've seen you teaching classes at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, and just last week I just took a little peek into your class while you were doing an oil painting class Uh, what the students were doing is they were doing a portrait and Mm -hmm. everybody was working on the same the same portrait and i was very impressed at the quality of work that your students were were doing now i don't know if they had worked on that painting in a previous session and they were continuing or were, were they just starting from from scratch that very day because a lot of them were well into the painting
1: Yeah, that is my um, oil portrait class that I teach at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda. So we have a 12-week session during the season in Florida, January through April. Right. And so I do two six-week sessions. So the first six weeks, we all work on the same thing. Because I have specific techniques that I'm able to help people, you know, that helps them have success in portraits portraits are so difficult by us all working on the same thing uh, we're able to really have that experience of perfecting a certain you know a certain method which I think is very easy for people I, I think when you stopped in we were about halfway through so maybe on mm-hmm. the third class third or third I see. yeah right. the second six weeks I will let people Work on uh, anything they want to bring in to work on. I will still do a demo. And if so, say I get a new student who has never done portraits again because it's a whole new sign up, I'll do still do a demo that they can follow along and kind of reiterate some of the things that I covered in the first six weeks for those people and then people that are more advanced or at least have taken one class you know, they can choose whether they want to do another follow along with me type scenario or whether they want to do something on their own. And I have several people that have taken my portrait class the whole three or four years that I've been teaching here.
0: Mm -hmm. And so do they tend to do the, the paint alongs or do they jump right into their own, their own project? They
1: like doing the paint alongs and both they then they like doing, you know, doing something on their own. So it you know, color mixing in oil and just the whole idea of doing portraits is such a, a leap from um other subject matter that they I think they feel like it does take several go-rounds to where you're where it's kind of becomes second nature to mix those paints and apply them.
0: I would think I, I, I would feel personally, I would feel intimidated to do a, a portrait in oil painting because I, I find doing portraits very very challenging in the first place and mm-hmm. i've done with graphite and i've done them with charcoal but you know i could erase every time there's i think something that didn't work out very well i just erase it and uh you know redo it but in oil painting it seems like that would be just much more challenging
1: it isn't really i think um to me painting is a whole different medium than drawing so you uh you use a little bit of drawing in making an oil painting, but you're mostly using values and really focusing on lights and darks and things like that, rather than line. So it's a whole different approach. And the way um, I instruct people to paint, we, we build things up in layers. At any point during the painting, it's possible to make corrections. And I think that helps people a lot, that they know they can revise things as they go. Because just yesterday, we had a one of the painting classes on Mondays um, from 9 till 12. So we had a class yesterday. So we were already, that was the fourth class. And I still had people that were moving features and lining things up a little better, even though we're getting, you know, further along into the painting
0: You must be a very popular teacher because your classroom was more than full. You actually had people on the sides of the room using (laughs) stand-up easels. I don't think there was room for another person.
1: Yeah, I am so happy the way that class has grown. And it's just really exciting. We just have a really good time. And some of the people that have taken my class more than once know that I appreciate all of their efforts as far as, you know, some people have a specific kind of style that's part of that, them as an artist. And I encourage them to develop that. And, you know, I see the, the beauty in their work. And, and so I think maybe maybe that's part of it is that they feel comfortable just being there and we've gotten to know each other, some of us, and then I get new students and, you know, they kind of fall right in there also. And I I feel like everybody has something that they can um, enjoy. Otherwise they wouldn't even show up or be there or even That's if true. even had even thought to be there. And, and, you know, I do have a few that will start the class and then decide it isn't for them. Sometimes it's just because the medium isn't quite, what they anticipated i also teach a pastel class which is also very challenging because pastel right. is something that is a medium that a lot of people steer away from because it's messy and but it is
0: messy yeah <laughs> <Not of dust. laughs> but
1: at the same time i always will kind of get students that are um fall in love with it and again you know i i feel like everybody has something to bring to the table. I in like that class that table. I popped
0: in, are, are, are any of those folks uh, absolute beginners? Was it the first time they they stuck through the doors to try to pick up uh, oil painting? Or were they all repeat students or experienced students?
1: To, I can't remember if anyone was a total newbie that had never done any art before in their lives. I I don't think so. I think someone each person had at least some exposure to doing art themselves, very, a lot of it was you know, just very limited. Now I had some that had never done portraits. They'd done other subject matter, but not portraits. So that's always a challenge. It's always fun.
0: Laura, we're going to take a short break right here. And when we come back, I want us to talk about this exciting new area that, that you're really getting into, which is doing public art through murals. So listeners, don't go away. We'll be right back. This is Lisa Gallucci, author, artist, and executive director of the Visual Art Center. I enjoy listening to Where We Talk Art. And we are back and we are continuing to talk with Laura Parmier, a very accomplished artist. And before we took the break, I was saying that we would talk about her work as a public, outdoor artist of wonderful murals. So how did you get started in this?
1: So after I'd moved to Florida and I'd gotten involved with the art centers, I think they enjoyed my work in that my style is, uh, it's recognizable, but at the same time, it has a, you know, I have a skill level that I think people appreciate because I've been doing art for so long. And so Northport was invited to have a mural done in their city, which they'd never done before, through the, the arts Council of Sarasota and the Gulf Coast Community Foundation for the First Thousand Days Initiative, which is about early childhood development. They, were, they wanted to have three murals, one in Sarasota, one in Venice, and one in Northport. Well, Northport really wanted them to choose an artist that was somehow involved in arts in Northport. And so they really encouraged me to submit a design for that and kind of an outline of what they wanted the murals to contain as far as subject matter. So I did submit a design, and I guess they had hundreds, if not uh, close to a thousand submissions. And they chose mine for Northport. I was very happy to have been chosen, but they picked a building that was humongous for the mural to be on, which I had no idea they were going to do that. Um, And so we, through the city and a couple other entities, we were able to raise more money because it needed more money to do a mural of that size. So it's on the Quality TV building in Northport, and it's a baby on a swing with birds and a book and a a rabbit.
0: It's a great looking mural. You know, it looks like like something you might find as a as an illustration in the children's book. Yeah. You know, it just put a smile on your face. It's just a happy, happy scene. And people can see it when they're heading south on on Tamiami Trail, otherwise known as Route 41, and they look to the right a little bit that what was the name of it again? Quality TV?
1: Quality so, TV. Mm-hmm.
0: Quality TV. And there it is, a very large mural. What do you think the dimensions of that are?
1: It's about 30 feet tall and 50 feet wide.
0: That is big.
1: Yeah, it's it's pretty large. It was a little intimidating. Uh, the murals I had done previous to that have all been very uh, smallish. <laughs> probably uh, I did a, a two inside someone's home. Uh, it covered a, a ground floor wall. And then it was kind of they had like a loft area and the mural continued on to the upstairs wall. So mm-hmm. that was, you know, probably the largest one I had done before that. And then I had done some on lanai's and um, like just uh, some smaller ones on people's walls. So I really wasn't that accomplished as an outdoor mural painter. And then all of a sudden to jump into something that large was, was intimidating. I really used resources and talked to some artists in sarasota who had done murals and they gave me lots of helpful advice and that's another thing that's so fun here in florida is that all the artists kind of support each other and you know it's it's a great artistic community to to be a uh, part of
0: I take you to do that from beginning to end
1: oh it took about a month about four weeks
0: what time of the year was that
1: it, most of it was done in february i believe
0: Okay, so it wasn't the rainy season yet, you didn't have to worry about the daily rains that we have well, in the it,
1: A couple showers, but nothing major. It was a little chilly at times, I bet it was. Yeah, people don't know that it can be, can sometimes be you know in the 50s, and that's pretty chilly to paint. Does As that
0: thicken up the paint?
1: It does, it can make it kind of stringy sometimes. Mm. So, there was that, and then sometimes you have a Working on something you know into the evening, and it could get chilly again. Right. And, and wind is also a factor, and it can get pretty windy in Florida. The wind can cause all kinds of problems as far as things blowing around. you know it can it can get so strong it can actually pick up a plastic container of paint and oh my, yeah, so and it can actually blow paint off of your brush. and especially when you're up you know twenty feet on the side of a building. It can even move your hand when you're trying to Well
0: oh, yeah, because you're you're like on a cherry picker, right? Or are you on a scaffolding? How, it how was mean,
1: on a scissor lift.
0: A scissor lift. So when the wind is is blowing, does that thing kind of sway or, or vibrate? Yeah, or it can or not sway. You
1: but you get used to that and actually had an assistant helping me paint that mural uh, some of the days, not every day. And, you know, when one of us would walk, we'd have to like stop and let that person f- walking on the lift because it does move it.
0: Oh, that is interesting. Now, I know that you've also been doing some outdoor paintings for this new uh, Welland Center, which mm-hmm. is on the very north end of Northport. I'm not sure if it's quite in Venice yet, but it's out there off right off of Route uh, 41. And what have you been doing there?
1: So at Welland Park, uh, when they first started, I did a, a small mural at their welcome center. They had their their, the new development is going to have all different kinds of housing opportunities for people. They are going to have a downtown area. So it'll be very inclusive for the people that have homes there, but it will also include the community around them or from out other places. I think it'll be a destination place for, for people even traveling through the area. And they want to have a very artistic vibe to the whole community. A lot of the people that moved to Florida are getting close to retiring and it's just gonna be kind of a new adventure for a, different, a whole different generation. So they had me do a, a mural at the Welcome Center. It's called Bloom's and then they actually built buildings that had places for murals they were designing these buildings they would say well this wall we will have a mural and so they had a call out to artists and it ended up that myself and mural artists from miami were selected to do murals and he did one on the west side of the whole side of one of the buildings Um, it's really something to see you can actually see it now when you travel from the north to the south, you can see his mural on the whole side of the building. And then mine is right around the corner from his 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 normal subject matter, which he does a lot of natural elements of floral and and animals. They also wanted to incorporate something that was uh, interactive and maybe three-dimensional. So mine kind really? of... Compasses that. Yeah, it was a little outside of my normal subject matter. I also have a mural uh, in the downtown area, which isn't open to the public yet. And it, they have some parking partitions which hide kind of utility type elements of the development. And they had me paint a mural on one of the uh, parking partitions. And it's, it's more my subject matter, it's figurative, and it's a, a woman in an inner tube within kind of uh, ocean or water waves fish and what have you and so both of the murals I love the one that's interactive and three-dimensional they're actually going to have element that is kind of faux or what you'd call pretend that people can sit on and have their picture taken with the mural and there's also a 3D element that looks like you're looking through kind of like a tunnel of the oak trees oh really
0: when you say 3D, does it, I'm trying to compare it to like maybe the, ch- the sidewalk chalk 3D things exactly. where it actually looks like there's a hole in the ground or there's something coming out of the ground. what this
1: looks like. It looks like you're looking wow. through the trees and then it, it opens up onto a vista of of kind of a little bit of a beach and water, which it kind of looks like the lake that they've incorporated out in their development. They have a mm-hmm. huge lake that they put in which they will actually have kayaking and all kinds of uh, outdoor recreation sighting. I was so honored to be able to have my, my work in, in the development. So, Why?
0: That is, that is so cool. It is. Know, people, it is. People will be driving by saying, wow, look at that. I wonder who did that. And then, you know, they, they hear your name. Now, mine
1: and- are not visible from the highway. Mine oh. are only visible when you're in the downtown area that or, what did they say it was just last week it's like the second fastest growing area in the country
0: yes <laughs> it's construction <laughs> everywhere yes yeah,
1: i know it's, it's amazing
0: laura before I, I think about wrapping up our our discussion i want to give you an opportunity to, to ask you if there's something that you want to share with us that i have failed to ask you about
1: well, I I also do my own studio artwork, which always gets put on the back burner. <laughs> but I think because of my classes and the murals, I'm still having a lot of success with my own paintings. So um, I invite everyone to look at my website, laurapalmir.com. You can see my original paintings, which like I said, I haven't been able to do many new ones lately. But I totally plan to get back into getting in front of my easel and I do Great. oils, I do pastels and some drawings. So
0: do you have a Facebook page? I uh, have Facebook a Facebook
1: page? page. It's Palmier Paintings and Drawings. And I do teach an online class called Sketch of the Week. It's going to start it up again in just a few weeks. So now,
0: will that be out of your personal studio or is it connected with an art center?
1: It's People can sign up through the art centers and you can go to my website and I'll have information on that. And also the art centers. When I start, start it up again, they'll often post information on their own websites and Facebook pages on how to sign up.
0: Excellent. So, do, you, do you happen to have a, an art piece in this upcoming show at the Northport Art Center or the or the current I, show that's going on at the VVAC?
1: Not right now. Not right now. I have, Um. I just entered a show in Fort Myers. And I think I have plans to enter shows in Sarasota and Venice. So I, like I said, I don't have a lot of inventory right now. So it's hard for me to enter shows without any many new paintings, but I do have a few that I'm going to be entering.
0: Very good. Well, not having a big inventory is a good sign that things are selling
1: so that's true true. i'm always surprised and very grateful when someone it's selling art is a whole different thing than being commissioned because you know something in your artwork you know spoke to them personally whether you sell or not has nothing to do with how good of an artist you are so much as you know that that you've connected with somebody
0: right Well, Laura Pomier, I enjoyed this time together on Zoom. It's convenient actually to do a Zoom interview when the technology works (laughs) the way it's supposed to. And it did this time, it did. So I'm very happy that we had a successful Zoom interview. And as always, you are an interesting person and a nice person to talk with. So take care. Laura. And to my listeners, I say thank you for joining us. Thank you for sharing uh, your precious time listening to Where We Talk Art. And until we meet again, be well. Thanks for listening to the Partnership for the Arts talk show.